This is Dr. Karen, and this is the Are They 18 Yet podcast, where I help parents raise independent, self-sufficient kids without sacrificing their own identity and sense of purpose. I'm here to share practical day-to-day solutions for raising kind, successful, well-adjusted human beings and actionable advice for supporting systemic changes so we can make this world a more inclusive, accepting place now and for future generations. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Karen. Welcome to episode 11.5. In this short and sweet pop-up episode, I am going to be talking about burnout boundaries and systems, specifically how creating systems in certain difficult areas of your life can help you to establish healthy boundaries and reduce burnout. I actually was not planning on originally recording this episode. I was going to go right to episode 12, but I'm actually doing a special event this week. So I wanted to pause my normal types of content and do a special episode for this special event this week. This week, I am opening enrollment for a special course bundle for the SLPs in my audience. In this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about why I created this special bundle and the put together the strategies that are in it. But just to give you a quick synopsis before I get into the backstory, it is called the Language Therapy Master Pack. And it is a four-course bundle that gives pediatric speech-language pathologists a complete system for language therapy designed to help them stop second-guessing themselves when it comes to their language intervention so that they can create a language therapy plan with confidence, and especially so that they can focus only on activities that result in consistent progress so they can achieve meaningful results with their students in less time than ever before, and most importantly, so that they can start creating language and comprehension breakthroughs with their students so that they can reach their fullest potential in school and life. So if you are a speech-language pathologist and that sounds good to you, just go to drkarenspeech.com backslash language master pack to get more information. And I will share that link in the show notes. So now let me get into the backstory of why I created this. And this is actually going to be relevant for you, even if you're not an SLP, because it's all about creating boundaries and systems in order to avoid burnout and how the boundaries that you create around your work and your career can have an impact on your mental health, your well-being, and the relationships that you have with all the people in your life. To give a little bit of context, I wanted to back up and talk a little bit about where I was when I started my career as a speech pathologist and where I was as far as having a family and things like that. So I actually started out practicing back in 2004, and at the time, I was right before I got married to my first husband. I did not have any children other than the furry kind, so we did have a dog, but I did not have any any kids. 
And during that time, that was when I first started working in the school systems. And for those of you who are not familiar with how the school systems work, so we are, if you take a job as a school SLP, like I did, you are responsible for doing therapy with the kids that are in whatever buildings you cover. So a lot of times people think, you know, if they think speech therapy, they think, oh, you're helping kids who are saying different sounds and they can't pronounce their sounds the right way. And that's part of it. That is part of what I did. But then sometimes people think of things like stuttering, which was also part of what I did. But actually a huge part of my caseload, and this is the case for other speech pathologists as well who work in the school systems, a huge part of your caseload ends up being treating conditions like language disorders. And this could be for a number of different reasons. There could be all kinds of different developmental disabilities or other diagnoses that can impact someone's ability to process language. But basically what I ended up doing for a lot of the kids that I was seeing and and the, the things that I was helping them with had to do with processing. So This means that a lot of times kids that I was helping had a hard time understanding language and vocabulary, meaning that they had a hard time learning new words. They had a hard time understanding academic concepts that were being presented, or some kids just had a hard time understanding conversational language. So they had a difficult time understanding the way that sentences were structured. So a lot of times they'd be having a conversation and you'd say something to them and they'd say something back and it was not exactly what you were talking about and it was because they weren't really following the conversation. Or there might have been kids who in class had a difficult time following directions. So it was hard for them to keep up with the pace of class and be able to learn. And one of the biggest things that came up was that when it came to things like reading and literacy, it was very difficult for kids who who struggled with language processing to catch on to reading and literacy and and those types of concepts. And it ended up being where a lot of times they would be behind when it came to how they were developing in reading. And as a result, their vocabulary skills would be less developed than their other the other peers, and overall it would kind of snowball and they'd be behind in school. So yes, not not to say that uh, working with someone who stutters or working with someone who has a hard time pronouncing different sounds, not to say that those cases don't have their own level of complexity, but when it comes to language, it's just those types of things that I was describing It's so complex and it really impacts kids across the school day. And that was a huge portion of the caseload that I was treating. And as a new speech pathologist, it was really overwhelming to understand where to start. And a lot of the situations that I was in and the cases that I was getting, I really felt like I was not prepared based on my pre-service training in grad school, even though we had an entire course on language disorders. And we actually, actually, we had multiple courses. It's such a big area that it was really hard to feel confident. And this is how this ties in to burnout. So if you think about it, if you, if you have a job, 
obviously, if you have something that's kind of repetitive and tedious and doesn't isn't challenging intellectually, that can be kind of boring and it can be not very fulfilling. But then on the other end of the spectrum, if you have a job that is so challenging that you constantly feel like you don't know what you're doing when you're in a situation where you are supposed to be an expert, but you don't really feel like an expert and you are always walking into situations where you don't feel competent and confident, that can lead to burnout really quickly for a number of reasons. Part of it is because when we are doing different skills, if you think about it, what creates that confidence, what allows you to feel fulfilled and excited about what you do, it's when you find that balance between feeling challenged, but not feeling so challenged that you feel like you're failing all the time. And I was on the spectrum of feeling like I was failing, feeling like I wasn't showing up for my students. And as a result, I was spending a lot of time prepping and planning and trying to figure things out. And because I didn't really have a standard protocol that I could follow for these cases, like the other types of conditions that I was treating, it really took a lot of time and energy to plan for those types of things. So where when I would get done with my day, a lot of times you, you, you know, you get done with your workload for the day, and maybe you have some procedures that you have to do before the end of the day. And when you are thinking about, all right, it's it's time to go home, I've got my work done, when you are in a situation where you never feel like your work is done, it can be really difficult to leave work at work and not think about it at home. And so what was happening for me was that there was always this question of, Could I be doing more? Should I be staying at work longer, putting things together, figuring things out? There would be some days when I would be so overwhelmed that I would be like, forget it, I'm leaving. I'm just going to wing it tomorrow. And, And then I didn't feel good about it because I didn't feel like I was doing a good job for my students. So it it got into this, this cycle of not really feeling sure about where, where the boundaries were. When am I done? How long do I have to work in order for me to feel like I'm doing a good job for my students? But then the thing is, is that I I had people who were expecting things from me at work. So my students and my coworkers were expecting things from me at work and expecting a certain level of progress. So there was that. I was being pulled in that direction. And on the other end of the spectrum... There were people outside of work that were also expecting things from me and that were expecting me to be home at a certain time. So family members. And when I was working initially, I did not have a family. But as you know, now I do. And this this lack of boundaries and this lack of structure that I felt and, and really lack of clarity about, okay, how much energy do I need to be devoting to work so that when I actually go home, I feel good about just relaxing and switching gears and just not thinking about work for a while. It, it, just, it just got worse. And so I got to the point where I, when it came to that particular type of treatment, 
that I was struggling with. So those students who had language disorders, when I was looking at things, I just felt like in my life there were there were not boundaries anywhere. So there wasn't structure with how I planned my workday. And so I would feel overwhelmed and then I would end up staying at work longer. But then when I would get home, I would come home and I would come home later than normal. And I felt like I wasn't necessarily showing up for the people at home as well. Like, you know, like my husband, my stepdaughter and to pile on, on top of that, when you're at a job that stresses you out all day, obviously you're not going to be the best version of yourself when you come home. So I, when it came to burnout, it just, something had to give somewhere because I felt like I was not doing a good job in either place. So the initial area where I, when I took a look at things and I looked at everything and thought, you know what, something has to give, okay, what is the one area when I think about what would make the biggest impact on my overall level of stress? There was one specific area at work that was kind of snowballing into the other areas. I had this one specific type of case that I struggled to treat. So there was this one specific problem in my life that was because I didn't have a system for doing it was taking me a lot of time and energy. And that was spilling over into other areas. So, you know, I didn't feel like getting up in the morning because I knew I had to go deal with this at work all day. And then when I would go to sleep at night, I would be thinking about all the stuff I had to do the next day. So it was causing some issues with sleep. Um, When I was actually at work, I had a lot of anxiety about those particular cases because I thought, oh, they're, you know, my students aren't making progress. I've got to show up to this meeting and report to the parent and the team and say what kind of progress I've made. And I don't feel like I've made a lot of progress. So there was that. So it was impacting my mental health. And then, you know, I was spending a lot of time at work, like I said before. And then I was having, you know, anxiety about that and and it was affecting my relationship. So there was really this one area that was just having this effect on all the other areas of my life. So my theory was what would happen if I just laser focused on this one issue? Would it free up some time so that I don't feel like I have to spend so much time at work? Will it allow me to set a healthy boundary about when I leave work and how much time I spend doing this one particular activity that is sucking a lot of my time and energy and causing me a lot of guilt because I never really feel like I'm done? Would it allow me to show up to work and be excited to see my students instead of kind of dreading it because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And as a result, when I leave work at the end of the day, would it put me in a better place so that when I go home to see my family, I'm in a better mood and I treat them better. So that was my theory. And what I did as a result is that I created for this particular area for language disorders, it's actually what I studied during my doctoral work. And while I was going through this, I I was finishing my doctorate in special ed. And so really my area of research focused on language and literacy because I had identified, you know what, this is 
this is a linchpin area. This is an area where if I if I really focus on this, it's going to impact all the other areas of my life. And, and that's exactly what it did. So what I was able to do was there wasn't really a system for treating this type of case. And I created one. And that's exactly what I focused on during my doctoral work. And what that allowed me to do was take the this massive area of my caseload as a speech pathologist that was taking a lot of time and energy and systematize it so that it cut down on a lot of the time that I spent at work. And because this was such a huge part of the work that I did, when I focused on it and created a better system for doing it, what I was able to do was free up a ton of other extra time, not just at work, but in other areas of my life. So this is exactly why I created the package that I'm launching this week. What it is, is a course bundle that is specifically designed to teach speech language pathologists that particular system that I use for treating students with language and literacy issues. So if you are a speech pathologist, if you are treating language disorders and you feel like you have no system, and this particular scenario that I'm describing sounds familiar to you where it's really just spilling over into other areas of your life, then I invite you to sign up and enroll in the Language Therapy Master Package. All you need to do is go to drkarenspeech.com backslash language master pack, and you can get all the details for enrollment there. Again, that's drkarenspeech.com backslash language master pack. So if you are a speech language pathologist and you are struggling to treat students with language disorders, whether you are a brand new SLP and you want to avoid all of this headache, or whether you're a veteran SLP, or maybe you've been practicing for five, 10 years, and this has always been an area where you have felt like you don't really know exactly what you should be doing to help your students and clients, then I invite you to join us. But if you are not an SLP, then I think the thought process behind what inspired me to create this package can still be helpful. So I wanted to share a question that you could ask yourself and how you could talk yourself through this. If you are someone who likes your job, is committed to your career, but at the same time, you sometimes feel like the work is never done. And as a result, sometimes you're preoccupied at home. And there is that element of not really being sure where to set those boundaries. So not really being sure where to put work down and focus on your family, not really being sure when to tell your family, you know what, I've got to stay late at work tonight because I've got something important that I need to to do or whether you take work home and you you do work at home and at, at some point in time, you do have to set some boundaries around, all right, you know what, I'm working now and I'll be back later. If you are struggling to set those boundaries and if you have an area where you find that there is this one thing that is sucking your time, your energy, your willpower, or if you're not really sure, I invite you to just take a look at what's going on in your life right now. Is there one area where if you laser focused on that area and cut down on the amount of time, energy, and effort it takes to do that one thing, 
Could it have a snowball effect on the other areas? Could it free up some time to allow you to, number one, set healthier boundaries around when you put work down, or at least clarify what those boundaries need to be? And would it allow you to do things more efficiently so that it doesn't take you so much time to do whatever that task is? So I invite you to just ask yourself that question. Think about that. What is my area that could be the linchpin that could make a huge difference on the way that I work, the way that I interact with my family? What is that one thing that could impact all those other things? And sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes we don't realize that there might be one thing in one area of our lives that is impacting all of the other areas. And if we just fix that one thing, it would free us up to to focus on other things that mean the most to us. So if you are a pediatric speech-language pathologist who wants to create a better system for language therapy to nip burnout in the bud and go to work knowing that you are changing your students' lives because you have a solid system for your intervention, then I invite you to join us in the Language Therapy Master Package. Again, that's just drkarenspeech.com backslash language master pack to enroll. Again, that's drkarenspeech.com backslash language master pack. If you're not an SLP and you're just listening, then ask yourself that question. What is one area that is causing me an exponentially larger amount of stress than the other areas? And what would happen in all areas of my life if I addressed that one area? We will continue our regular content next week. I have a great episode for episode 12 with Dr. Kate Brown, who is a body positivity activist an author and speaker. It's a fantastic episode, but I did want to do this special pop-up episode this week just to honor our special offer that we have going on. I wanted to remind you again that it helps us so much if you leave us a review on Apple. All you need to do is search for Are They 18 Yet? and click on the podcast. And then on that podcast page, there's usually a purple button that you can click on or a tab that says ratings and reviews. You're going to go there and that's where you can leave us a review. So thank you so much for your support and for listening. For now, we will wrap up. I will see you in episode 12.